0: check <laughs> test hello st <Saint> louis <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you ready to rock <laughs> i hope so because <laughs> this is gig tales podcast Gig-tales, the podcast where Gig-tales. you tell us yes. your stories and then we tell you no, of yeah that's not really how it works mm. it's actually usually just us here sitting here telling stories of gigs that we've been a part of
1: or, or been privy to or heard about. Or Googled. Or asked Jeeves about. Google has been our friend. It's been my friend. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, th- I'm still kind of cycling through personal experiences, but... And um, I don't have enough
1: personal experiences no. <laughs> no. to be able to talk to one human for more than 19 minutes. That's
0: not true. There was a whole German donkey electrocution. <sighs> and that's all I got. Which,
1: yeah. I've been riding that pony for... Years it's now. It's really
0: great, though. Yeah. I um, you was used the uh, restroom in Terry's home, and there's <laughs> Thank a <you>. beautiful yes. <laughs> this is a beautiful photo, um, of like a a farm scene. <laughs> I don't know. There's like a fence and rolling hay. Hey. It's really a beautiful picture. Um, but I laughed out loud to myself whilst on the toilet. Um. <laughs> As we are wont <laughs> so, to do. Yes. Um, because it just reminded me of the German donkey electrocution fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if here we are. If you look closely, there's a woman
1: <laughs> being electrocuted in the distance. And
0: if this is the first episode you're listening to, then you're thoroughly confused. You should probably go back and catch up. Yes. Yeah. We've got some inside jokes going on. Oh, it's
1: exclusively <laughs> like, inside jokes right now.
0: You know, you want to be part of the Chior, you got to go back to, a, you know, Welcome ep, to ep the Chior. One. Yeah. yeah. Ep one, really. Ep One. So I, I'm Ashley, and uh, that's Terry. That is. That is. Terry. <laughs>
1: There are no visuals in podcasts, as we've determined. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. And we tell you stories about gigs. And we would love for you to send us your gig tales, whether you were performing or in the audience. In the audience. In the rafters. (laughs) Are you
1: a phantom with a burned face (laughs) who's been living underground at a theater for years and you've seen some shit? Are
0: you Andrew Lloyd Webber? Have you ever gotten so
1: mad that you crashed a chandelier? (laughs) and Not killed an people. opera singer
0: ever was he an opera singer no she was she was right what was his deal
1: i forgot he's a phantom <laughs> that was he just born a phantom like his mother gave birth to a what phantom even is a phantom like why it's a rich person's ghost
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's accurate what is a phantom i don't know
1: well a phantom is a ghost is more like an apparition but a phantom <laughs> is something that you know that's there but you oh, can't
0: okay there's so, an
1: essence of it i'm also right. moving i wish you could all see how i'm moving right now i'm like doing this dramatic
0: <laughs> like you're a perv- i don't know It's <laughs> like a blanket wrapped around her like a shawl a cape. like, like a phantom cape. yes so yeah i guess okay so i just i googled um it, the first thing that comes up is a ghost <laughs> yeah or a figment of the imagination yeah yeah i think it's more like or denoting a financial <laughs> arrangement or <laughs> transaction that has been invented for fraudulent purposes but that does not really exist what <laughs> apparently
1: that's what they that's meant a phantom when they when andrew lloyd Webber weber yes. wrote the phantom of the opera <laughs> was, he was actually talking yeah. about a payment
0: dispute <laughs> it was the third because it never went through mm-hmm. i guess i mean i think of like a phantom like, a f- uh, you know, you, people get, like, the phantom cell phone vibrate yeah. in their pocket or, like, phantom power on, yeah. like, microphone. Or, like, if you stuff.
1: lose an arm and you think it's there, it's yes. called, like, a phantom yeah. movement or yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, like, you can feel it, but
1: it's, yeah. I think of it, yeah, something is more that you can feel, but you can't see, see or even, like, really prove is there. Yeah. Whereas a ghost is, like, oh, my God, there's a ghost. Yeah. I saw something.
0: But, so now, I never, ever equated... the 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 synapses are firing because i never equated that idea of phantom with the phantom of the opera with the person like the character Mm. and now i kind of want to go back and see it and watch it through that lens i
1: definitely want an origin story for the phantom i just want it to be called phantom
0: mr lloyd webber we really (laughs) need to speak with you we have a lot of questions we have a lot and demands and we haven't even got that's not even counting cats like and yeah. Well,
1: I don't count cats.
0: <laughs> true. True. Period. Right. Right. Ever.
1: Period. Man. Um. Yeah. Ashley, I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Remember you were
0: saying you were going to go to that
1: karaoke.
0: <laughs> yes. Show. Yes. Did you go? We went, and it was exactly as. It sounds like okay. It would be. Yeah, so uh, this was Alan Stone's Karaoke Extravaganza. So Alan Stone is uh, a wonderful singer songwriter. Um, uh, Al- yeah, Alan Stone, very soulful, uh, cool, cool vibe. Really I'll great be music. the determiner yeah. of that. <laughs> is determiner a word? You can go to the gigtails Tales uh, recommends our, our crock pat, crock pot of crazy pat, <laughs> pat. A crock pot of crazy music recommendations on Spotify. Um, it's called Gig Tales Recommends, and some of his some of my favorite songs of his are on that playlist. But, um, yeah, so he is about to release a new album. Um, by the time this episode comes out, it may be out. It may um, have dropped may have, like a oh chandelier <laughs> in a theater. <laughs> uh, so he instead of doing a traditional tour to promote this. Album, he decided to do a karaoke extravaganza tour, is what he was calling it. So I, I was just intrigued. And I think I mentioned that Tom and I, we just got tickets, like, knowing, okay, it's Alan Stone. Like, it sounds interesting. I don't even know what this is. We looked up, and they were like reasonably priced. So it was something where we we're like, you know what? It's worth the gamble. Like, let's just get that I agree. We were front row to this karaoke oh, extravaganza, no. mind you. Yeah. Did you sign up? N- no. Okay. So I, I honestly, until about a week before, we still didn't really know what was going on and, like, what it was all about. Yeah. And he started posting some videos and some stuff, like, from the first shows. So, I think we were only, our show was only, like, in the second run, uh, second week of the run or something Mm -hmm. like that. So, he started kind of clarifying and he even made a post like hey so a lot of people are confused about like what this is yeah and you
1: mentioned that yeah. yeah so um it's so nice when you hear other people are having the same problems you yeah. are like, yes yeah
0: yeah so um, in both karaoke and in life it, it yes it i mean isn't karaoke really karaoke is really a metaphor it's a metaphor for for life life. totally is it is you know
1: you know you you kind of know what you're doing and you almost know
0: the words yeah you're always way way more you shoot way higher when you're drinking you know
1: (laughs) you do you feel more comfortable when you're drunk (laughs) you
0: do and you feel like we're in houston yeah yeah why not that's my non-drunk go-to Whitney is
1: Whitney really Mm -hmm. I want to dance with somebody
0: nice that's a good one yeah yeah I'm not a karaoke person yeah I might need to become one though I might have I might be a karaoke person in my later years I'm not
1: I mean I'll do it if my friends do it but I I wouldn't say I enjoy it greatly I don't like performing I don't I just don't be like being the center Peace.
0: and so uh, Whitney Sober it's call me maybe when you're drunk right yeah this that's correct I exclusively
1: yeah. sing Carly Rae Jepsen hits when <laughs> you, I am you pulled that name
0: out really really fast I know it too well was, <laughs> <laughs> it was really you had that at the ready
1: <laughs> I mean I've been living with that memory for seven years now so oh, man. yes
0: Carly Rae
1: like every other bad thing I've done <laughs> in my life or awkward thing it's burned into the inside of my skull
0: yes <laughs> and i can read it it's branded right like
1: there. the tablets on mount sinai
0: <laughs> or the tablets buried in joseph smith's backyard that what got, oh the mormon know, guy the Ugh. yeah Ugh. all right so anyway Ugh. alan stone's <laughs> alan stone's uh karaoke extravaganza yeah so the deal is, you get there. I guess you have to get there early. But he he actually published or put out on Spotify a playlist that's called, I think, Alan Stone's ex- Karaoke Extravaganza. Playlist. That'd be a good name for it. It's <laughs> pretty pretty good, um, and it's actually an awesome playlist. So you can go on that and like listen to it beforehand, so you know mm-hmm. all the songs that will be available. But did you sign? Did you have to sign up for karaoke beforehand, or when you got you there? You get there early, so oh, I guess you have to sign I, up. I guess okay. you get there early and you can sign up with like his people are there. We did not get there early, so okay. I didn't really have an intention of signing up. But um, so we got there and they were just kind of starting almost, and um, it, it was so it was literally like they had screens. It was Alan and his friend Julian, who was just oh, like yeah, Julian, you know, <laughs> Jules. Um, he was just like really. Uh, he's just like they're good friends in real life and he's like a, uh he was dancing around and singing and <laughs> kind of co-hosting this whole oh he was kind of like an mc yeah kind of yeah like a yeah like his little sidekick or co-host and so they just would pe- put people's names and the songs up on screens and if your name got called you'd go up and they'd hand you a mic and they would just they would sing and alan would sing wow. along and you know they oh he sang along oh yeah he okay. was singing like you they would sing he would sing with everybody
1: so how were the karaoke years you know
0: honestly not bad okay. like not bad for karaoke you sure um, karaoke is tough it is tough even
1: really good like singers and performers yes. karaoke is just it's yeah. hard
0: it's hard it's weird yeah no but there there wasn't anyone like cringe worthy like terrible I was honestly kind of worried about that being like definitely a a snob for like vocals but we've talked about this before it's all about like expectations Mm -hmm. and i had set like my mindset Mm -hmm. like okay this is karaoke this is what i'm going into because
1: even if you're a good singer and you're prepared and you go up there if you're not like really a performer or like you're not comfortable like it's just not gonna come out perfect yeah it
0: can be scary yeah 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 and i mean and then you have like we have the opposite people who like definitely like either you know this one woman who's either in like a crazy bar cover band or something or just like has practiced for years in front of way too much who had her moves down and was doing like a little like strip tease and she was like way like way too into it but she she like wasn't great yeah (laughs) she probably then
1: i support her Uh,
0: but it was cool because alan would like walk around like just walk through the crowd and sing with people and go like sing sit in on chairs and tables and like whatever it was just like it was like being in a big like living room party at his house and mm-hmm. having everyone kind of part of it and then he would do songs like from his new album he would just kind of sprinkle them in throughout the night and that was cool so he would just sing those by himself mm-hmm. and then um he did a couple games like him and he and he and Julian did like a couple games like people came up they took volunteers and they had to put like a stack of saltines in their mouths and then sing a song oh <laughs> like, yeah it was craziness yeah so and they had people had to do like Impressions of Alan Stone while Alan Stone was singing. So, like, he would sing and they would lip sync and, like, do impressions of, like, his moves and stuff. So, it was like it a was whole
1: cool. entertainment. Yeah.
0: It was kind of like a variety show that, I like, like that. featured karaoke. It was really cool. It was, he was very much like, interacting with the crowd at one point we we got dinner there and so tom was like eating chicken wings and alan was like singing over at our side of the stage and he like takes the microphone down and he's like hey man give me give me a chicken wing i'm hungry like he's like talking to tom asking for a chicken wing like he's did he give him the chicken wing (laughs) no (laughs) what (laughs) i don't know (laughs) he did not um i know right but It was, it was very, it was very cool. It was like a very cool concept. And, you know, he's coming, he said he's coming back in the spring with the band and to do like a more traditional show. But I thought it was just like, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was just different. Entertainment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And very like personal with his crowd. He did his, uh, kind of the, the single, I guess, or the singles are even a thing anymore off the uh um, right yeah off the new album he did that as like his closing number and he just invited everyone on stage so the stage was just like full of people dancing and then and he
1: got into the audience <coughs> he and just watched everyone he did. he before. was in the audience
0: like walking around to the people who didn't get up and go on stage um and then yeah it was just, and like, then he put party. his
1: shoes on his hands <laughs> and his gloves on his feet
0: The chicken wings started eating him (laughs) (laughs) that was cool it was very it's a very interesting way to like connect with your crowd yeah i like that Um, i like people coming up with new and interesting Mm -hmm. ways to yeah and he said like it's just about i think at one point he said you know tonight's about like inclusiveness and having a good Mm -hmm. time and us all being here and celebrating life together and oh jesus it's
1: kind of dark when you think about it a little (laughs) um
0: (laughs) It was cool. Have I ever told you the very
1: first concert I ever went to see was Ricky Martin <laughs> no. in my life? What? Um And it was... I don't
0: know why that's just it is funny. me as, like,
1: hilarious. Right? <laughs> if Ricky Martin came uh. and was touring again right now, I would get tickets for fucking everyone. What? He was, it was that shit where he was like... <laughs> He was like, and so I was a teenager when I went to see him, and I was very concerned about, like, you know, I went with my older cousins and, like, my sister, and I was concerned about, you know, how I looked and being cool and all this stuff. Yeah. And he did this thing where he was like, everyone do this. Now do your arms like this. Now yeah. I want everyone going like this. I now be I want everyone. You.
0: I know right we need visuals for this
1: No, I want everyone going like this I need to have you doing these like dance moves and he was like don't look at the person next to you don't think about the person next to you uh, don't don't think about going to work or school on Monday tonight's yeah. just about us and being alive and all of a sudden and I wasn't the kind of person who would do that without being self-conscious yeah and all of a sudden I just realized oh my god I'm doing this and I then I did look over it like my cousins and my sister and they were all doing it too and yeah. then I kind of looked and I was like oh my god he like he hypnotized us and yeah. it was that he with was like he,
0: with his hips I hip would go see and that, him
1: in a heartbeat if he if he did a nostalgia tour yeah. a la rage against the machine <laughs> I would one hundred percent go and see him. Wow,
0: just so much fun. That's cool. I mean, I yeah. think he's talented. Oh yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love him. Definitely, he's a he's like a uh, performer. Oh sure, right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's
1: not just like a singer and a dancer. He yeah. is a performer. is yeah. a yeah. He, he has that he can, charisma, and I think. Con- we talked about this too because i don't like the garden yeah. it's not a, yeah. a good place to go and connect with someone yeah i definitely. felt i felt connected with that's him. yeah that's, that's amazing a, that is a skill yeah it's a huge oh skill. yeah that's hard like that's hard him and f- freddie mercury yeah. probably are the only people <laughs> who can make you feel like oh i'm <laughs> connected to you even though there's like twenty thousand other people here
0: i don't know how i feel about you just putting ricky martin and freddie mercury in a Uh, category but i get i get where you're going not about the like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, the same level of (laughs) yes i'm not trying to make that statement but
1: i just mean like that's the only time i've ever really ever heard of that as well as when people say they go to see had gone to see queen and freddie mercury while he was still alive and they like Yeah, they felt like they were in a room one on one with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's definitely hard to do. I think I don't know if that's like that's one of those things that I don't know if it can be taught. Right? It's like you have it. Probably not. You either have it or you don't. Yeah. And let me tell you, kids, (laughs) I have it.
1: Do you feel like you're in a room with me? Don't you feel (laughs) like
0: you're just here with Terry and I and just hanging out
1: while we tell you our problems? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. And And our our stories, our our gigs. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Oh man. So Terry, you have a, a story for I us. do. You have prepared a little something. I have
1: prepared a little something. Okay. As you all know, I like to now um kind of look into some historical events mm-hmm. and look up and get get into the nitty gritty of yes, what our fucking went down.
0: Resident historian here. Our at resident historian. Podcast. I do love
1: the past, I think yeah. we've discussed <laughs> the past. So for a long time, I've been thinking about doing a story on woodstock mm. wait for it 99 oh uh. <laughs> not woodstock
0: 69 okay which okay. went
1: over quite well
0: i mean it depends on who you ask but okay Ooh.
1: why who did you ask
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think we, we might have to do like an episode okay let's okay. i'll, I'll look right. into 69 All because right. i think
1: maybe the more famous or the main anecdote from the Woodstock 69 story is that they were so underprepared Mm. they held this festival and you know our, our good old friend outdoor festival planning <laughs> rears its ugly head again and no one knew what they were doing yeah. but and there wasn't enough food there wasn't enough anything but miraculously yeah. like everyone shared and had yeah. resources and it was like a very wonderful event yeah, it could have gone bad
0: it's the hopes and dreams that the fire festival was built on <sighs> but just did not come to fruition now
1: when they tried to recreate <laughs> this event in 99 It was everything that should have gone wrong did go wrong. Wow. Like it, they were, I'm going to say they were arguably prepared for it. Okay. But they made some bad decisions along the way. So I just want to make a quick mention that, um, so I looked up a few things, a few resources for this, including Wikipedia, Thank you, Wikipedia. Donate to Wikipedia if you can. Yes. Um, Rolling Stone magazine and the San Francisco Examiner, which was kind of I think it was the first news outlet at the time or maybe the main one at the time. Like, I don't know if people know this, but back in the 90s. Not every single news outlet reported every single thing like they do mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So there would have been like probably one, one or two main news sor- news sources would have reported it, and then maybe some other smaller ones would have reported on it over time. Yeah. So the San Francisco, the San Francisco Examiner was mm-hmm. one of the um, outlets that kind of did a big expose on it okay. at the time, as well as MTV. Actually, MTV yeah, was bet, heavily yeah. involved. Mm-hmm so back uh, when
0: they played videos and had TRL
1: back yeah
0: yeah they were still doing music at that time but it was on the cusp yeah I'll give you that yeah they had like they had like MTV News right yeah like a actual yeah and Kurt Loder was there yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: and I'll I'll mention him in the story actually but even TRL remember they'd do TRL and it would be like now in the number nine spot and they'd show like 18 seconds of the video yeah yeah
0: yeah, it's like i want to get to the part where nick lachey says am i sexual and his backstreet boys yeah, 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 yeah. that's but not that was him nick lachey okay i mean not nick lachey <sighs> nick
1: carter nick carter
0: <laughs> did he die nick whatever the fuck what who no both of them are alive
1: oh but something happened like his aaron carter is weird now yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: yes nick carter's little brother yeah who had like a record anyway so I just want to make quick
1: mention that when you go to this Wikipedia page for Mm -hmm. Woodstock Mm -hmm. there's a little link on the side that says that links you to the 1990s portal and it takes you to a (laughs) portal I did not know this was a thing it was like
0: time travel is a for
1: thing. the 1990s and it gives you like a page for the 90s with like highlights and to d- the featured selected biography when I clicked on it was Celine Dion oh,
0: of course it was
1: um and there was a picture of Dolly the sheep remember Dolly no it was like the first thing that they cloned oh. and it was a sheep named Dolly
0: Shit, I don't think I remember that her name was Dolly, but I yeah. remember, yeah, Sheep, yeah. So it
1: was, like, just kind of all snippets of highlights oh from the God. 90s, but my highlight was Celine Dion, for some reason, yes. they were like, we're going to
0: give you this. Oh, yeah. This is the Man. correct thing. That's cool. That's probably where they get, like, they do, like, the I love the whatever. I love the 90s. Yes. They do, like, those specials <clears throat> they probably go there that's probably like yeah their, that's all they the do they right? just
1: read wikipedia they go to
0: the portal They're like
1: then in 1992 <laughs> a sheep named Dolly was cloned and everyone was mad
0: and they had pop-up video
1: people were pissed about that sheep
0: they were that was like i mean okay so now it's like if you freaked out about that sheep yeah like
1: what are you dealing with in life now
0: and like it's guys it turned out okay
1: it's fine there are people who clone their dogs though which i'm what Okay. i don't want to get okay into it. yeah let's not <laughs> there's
0: gonna be like you know 3d printers are like becoming like a normal yeah. thing right yeah obviously you, you thank know this, goodness you know this well About 3d your,
1: printer money that's right <laughs> your
0: partner is very involved in work with 3d printers but um it's like i feel like is there gonna be a day where we all just have like a 3d printer in our house and like a, clone, a cloning, cloning
1: machine, machine in like, our ugh, house and, i'm sick of this dog i yeah. want a new one <laughs> Well, it's going to be the same dog. It's like
0: 3D print a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) All right. Sorry, okay. we're going into the future we okay. want to stay in the yep. stay okay, in the 90s okay it's
1: 1999 yes. we're all yeah. scared y2k yeah <laughs> fucking bill clinton is president yes you know wh- what else is happening <laughs> platform shoes we're wearing platform sho- yes. shoes you have those butterfly clips in your hair a lot of those yeah. you just got glitter. back from delia's Glitter
0: okay. <laughs> eyeshadow. <laughs> glitter great. eyeshadow yes. blow up furniture yes oh, Oh, and those the 90s. purple v phones prince
1: was having another moment because it was
0: 1999 yeah that's right okay right, um, we're there i think we've set the stage okay, we're there
1: we've set mm-hmm. the stage yeah so um woodstock 99 it took place from july 22nd to july 25th 1999 in upstate new york which all of the other woodstocks did so there was a woodstock 94 as well i don't oh. think there was one between 69 and 94 okay um i could be wrong so there were two main stages and many additional stages, but the two big stages were like the bigger yeah. acts mm-hmm. would have performed. Um, in true nineties fashion, the performances, perform and perform women's included <laughs> limp biscuit, corn, red hot chili peppers, creed, the roots, oh. ICP, George Clinton, <laughs> vertical horizon, Buck Buckcherry, lit DMX, Sheryl Crow, wow. the offspring, <laughs> Dave Matthews band James Brown Bush <laughs> <laughs> those are all the 90s bands you guys
0: ever. when I went on a trip it might maybe it was probably around this time how old was I like I went on a my dad's company did like a company trip to New York City and you could like bring your kids or your family or whatever so I went and a friend of mine and her dad we all went and it was like my first time in New York City and sightseeing and everything and we we're in the SNL like building. Oh, over Thirty in, like, Rock. The lobby, mm-hmm. right? And uh, all of a sudden, there's like all this commotion, and like we see like you know flash flashes and whatever, and they're like bringing somebody in, and we see Gavin Rossdale. Like Bush was the musical guest that night, back was when he editor. was famous. Yeah. So they were like bringing him in, and Holy we saw him shit. like walk by and go into the elevator, and it was like, oh my god, like,
1: did any of the grease from his hair get on
0: there? <laughs> it's still on me.
1: Um. <laughs> Jeff Beck was supposed to be there, but canceled due to a scheduling conflict, which is weird because he was also supposed to be at the original Woodstock, oh. but his group broke up the week before, so he had to cancel then, too. Sugar Ray was supposed he's to like perform. The
0: Phantom of he's the Phantom of past, Woodstock. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so he's just living underground with a cape, which you know what? If you told me Jeff Beck did he was that, in the I believe, you. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I believe. He was there you.
0: in the Raptors
1: with a um, mask. Yeah, Sugar Ray was supposed to be there, but canceled because Mark they McGrath got sucked. sick. Sorry. Yeah, no, that, that's what Ooh. I was hoping the answer would be. <laughs> it said because uh, due to Mark McGrath's illness, which I believe was sucking.
0: <laughs> Not being able to, you just need like a host now. Is he still doing shit like that? He like. Yeah, he's he, like he, entertainment yeah. tonight or he's something He's like, like way better at that? that than singing. Yeah, you yeah. know what? That's your thing. Yes.
1: Um, yeah. But did he really sing or did he kind of like white man rap?
0: I mean, Limp Bucket was a thing. So it was anything goes back then.
1: Um, Al Green was also supposed to appear, but, and I found this particularly what? strange, but backed out <laughs> following JFK Jr.'s death in the plane crash. Isn't that weird? What? It. I couldn't get into why. Like, w- maybe mm. he was friends with him or whatever. But yeah, John John died right before. Um,
0: was he like afraid of flying? That's what it, I couldn't
1: then, figure out. Okay. Was he afraid of flying? Yeah. Was he a friend and he had huh. to like attend the funeral? Oh, Which I would believe. I mean, it's Al Green yeah. and the
0: Kennedys. Yeah. It's
1: Al Green and the Kennedys this <laughs> it's Thursday a
0: show on the CW. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, so many it horrible
1: was thoughts it was a up. very nineties lineup. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so they had these big stages where like those bigger names would have performed and they had a bunch of smaller stages Mm -hmm. too. Uh, including a nighttime rave tent, which kids, if you're listening and you were born (laughs) after 1996 raves (laughs) were where bored, uh, Gen Xers went to do ecstasy and Um, use glow sticks. Yeah to EDM was it EDM then
0: that's a really I think very nice buttoned up concise and accurate description I think Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah Yeah, well done
1: so there was a rave tent in case you didn't do enough (laughs) drugs during the day and you were like I took too many downers now Now, I need to do um meth um so there was also an (laughs) on-site campground as you know Woodstock you would have gone for the full weekend you would have camped there and apparently all of the hotels were sold out in the area anyway there was some other weird event going on (laughs) completely unrelated to this at the same time so even if you wanted to stay at a hotel you couldn't have Mm. and even then like it was an all-day thing so if you had a ticket you'd want to stay and like go to
0: the different things.
1: Um, so Woodstock 99 was conceived and executed as a commercial venture venture with dozens of corporate sponsors. So I think that's kind okay. of important to what happened here. Okay. Because there's like a tipping point. So it included vendor malls. So there would have been uh. like big strips of malls. Yeah. And th- they said, this is what it says in the article, modern accoutrements <laughs> such as, ready? Yeah.
0: Oh, no. atms oh.
1: and email stations Oh no. yeah you could, like
0: go sign into your aol oh and like,
1: check your email you
0: <sighs> got mail
1: 29 minutes later
0: it's like dsl yeah dial-up.
1: oh look i got an email from <laughs> cars.com <laughs> like,
0: who are you emailing from woodstock who is sending you an email at I'm woodstock <laughs>
1: hey, it's your dad. I don't have email because it's 1999 and I'm over 40. Right. No, I cannot put
0: money in your account so you can withdraw it at the ATM.
1: No one would email you then. No, that's insanity. Other than to be like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if I sent you an email at Woodstock? Wow. I went to Washington, D.C. in 1998 with my junior high class and my dad was like, are you, you going to have email there? I was like, probably not. And he was like, places are starting to have email there. We could email you. I said, really? Are you going to email me? Do you know how to send an email? Just fucking call me. It's 1998. We're still doing that.
0: So I nice to you haven't changed a bit. Oh, yeah? <laughs> since then. Oh, am I still like that?
1: <laughs> I've been the same most of my life.
0: Yeah. I love it.
1: After my first disappointment. <laughs> Um, so they had ATMs and email stations, and an estimate. Okay, so two hundred twenty-five thousand tickets were sold. Okay, but oh no, an estimated four hundred thousand people <gasps> attended.
0: Did they have the cloning machine there?
1: Oh my god! And once Two hundred twenty-five in- <laughs> people went in,
0: but four hundred
1: thousand came out. <laughs>
0: Here you can scan your ticket and please step into the cloning machine. Step into the machine. Just push Dolly aside. It's fine. She's fine. She's fine. She's fine.
1: Or leave her in there with you and see what happens.
0: 400 and whatever thousand people came out and also...
1: (laughs) 200,000 sheep. (laughs) So part of that was... And I think we're going to... I'll get into the details. But basically, there was a lot of um, like ticket forging going on because people were like I want to go to Woodstock and it was 1999 we didn't have the chips and stuff that we have now yes to you know beep and prove that Mm -hmm. I don't know how the chips work Mm -hmm. but you know you have the what's it called the barcode
0: yeah yeah and
1: that's it like i always say like jesus if you wanted a ticket to something prior to 1965 you probably all you had to do was like write on a piece of paper this is my ticket oh yeah right
0: my dad did it uh, yeah for i don't i have to i have to confirm the artist but it may have been queen yeah where he and his friends made counterfeit tickets and they just they went in and the first i think you know when you're walking and there's like all the different stations Mm -hmm. you can walk in and probably the little like i don't know are they called like not turnstiles but like the things yeah that, yeah yeah I know right. what you're talking about um so he actually got stopped my dad and like turned over like they knew they saw no. it, and it was probably some weird way that the tickets were printed how did
1: they know before 19 19- I know. oh jesus before 2007 I'm I know. there say. was something
0: weird on it so he just went out waited a little bit and then he went back in and he went in a different one like he didn't go to the same guy that caught it he went to someone else and then he got in and his friends like waited for him or whatever no. oh wow yeah
1: so at this event so at previous Woodstocks they were very famous and like I said this happened at the 1969 one they prepared for so many people but like twice as many people showed up there was very famously ticket forging and people just like showing up so because there was like a lot of sponsorship and vendors involved in this yeah They wanted to prevent that. And that was a big deal this time. So excessive security and metal fences were put up surrounding the perimeter to keep people from getting in because there would also be like fence jumpers and Mm. stuff like that, too. Like if you ever went to the old um, Great Woods, you could just jump the fence at any point. Um, So they were very serious about that because they didn't want gate crashing. And they were trying to reduce non-ticket holder entry, which in fairness to them, after what happened, I can see why, but I don't see why 225,000 rowdy people would be any better than 400 um, based on the events. So that was part of it as well. Um, So it was held. So problems from the beginning. Oh, God. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) our co-host would like to contribute (laughs) he looks like he's on an old victorian fainting couch and he has the vapors he's like oh the (laughs) pain my dog's being a wiener slash licking his wiener um so problems from the beginning to start with woodstock 99 whereas woodstock 69 was held on like a massive farmland and that was part of like everyone coming together Mm -hmm. and like having food and resources woodstock 99 was held on an old airstrip so (laughs) ticket holders and gate crashers Mm. were standing on a tarmac for what is that two three four five four days essentially um heat reached excesses of a hundred degrees that's fahrenheit for our australian listeners our australian (laughs) listeners um once inside so in no. addition to the excessive security and frisking all that there's um, a lot
0: of body odor
1: uh we're gonna get into a whole oh no. section on smells ashley <laughs> Oh, I don't know god. and this was the thing where I was like oh I'm gonna talk about Woodstock mm. and then I cracked open this yeah. egg of my god I knew it was bad yeah. I didn't realize how bad it was okay
0: all
1: right so patrons were excessively frisked before entering excessively frisked, <laughs> excessively frisked. All right. part like and I think Kurt Loder is one of the people who actually um reported on that he said these people were like heavily frisked for two reasons one they wanted to reduce non-ticket holders entry two they didn't want anyone bringing in any resources of any kind—no okay. food, yeah. no water, nothing. So
0: they want them all to buy it, right? And yeah, because
1: okay. yep, they wanted to. Once you ins- once you were inside, there was price gouging. Oh yeah, beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Burritos were ten dollars, yeah. which in today's money is yeah,
0: it's pretty good
1: four hundred dollars. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, ten dollars sounds good now. I don't to- know
1: hot dogs and sandwiches were five dollars which five dollars for a hot dog fuck out of here
0: i mean they're way more now what is this the garden
1: yeah uh a 10 inch pizza was 12 dollars. that's not a bad deal
0: Mm. no 10 inch no
1: that's a bad deal
0: nowadays these prices are like normal so yeah right
1: so we got to look it up in today's money yeah um but a 20 ounce bottle of water or soda, which don't drink soda if you're on a tarmac in the summer, yeah. you dipshit. I,
0: I stay hydrated. People. Sold for
1: $4 each. Mm. So yeah. no one could bring anything in, including water. And you were beholden to spend $4 every time you wanted to drink 20 ounces of water. Like wow. you and I carry around giant. I refill yeah. this thing four times a day. Yeah. Um, plus, you a-
0: have like, uh, I'm, I'm guessing an old the airstrip didn't have like water fountain, like fountains and stuff like that. H-
1: have you read my notes?
0: Oh, no. Buckle oh, in. Man. Oh, dear. OK. So
1: there were probably most famously an excessively underestimated number of toilets and bathroom facilities, including showers. They had okay. showers on site. OK. But apparently within approximately a day, some people say within a day to the second day, Um, Within a very short period of time, the toilets were already unusable and overflowing Mm -hmm. because they didn't have enough and they didn't have a proper, I guess, elimination plan, like removal plan, because you need to clean out porta potties. You can't just shit in them, have 400,000 people shit in them (laughs) for four days and then just think it's going to work itself out. Right. So they were overflowing and there was literal human waste spilling everywhere. Um. so due to the high prices of water okay so they did have a public water fountain
0: so the pricing i have yes I have, uh, quickly researched here from 1999 to 2019 so the value one dollar um is the equivalent to a dollar 51 so that's a so it would have been about cents, like six bucks yeah. for a bottle of water yeah yeah still horrible yeah okay
1: so yeah even now if i went and there was a $4 bottle bottle of water, and I had no way of bringing in water. Yeah. I'd be like, no, that's too much. Uh, how am I supposed to do that?
0: I mean, for it's it's different when you're going to, like, a sporting event or a yeah. concert for a couple hours. Yeah. But you're going there for, a, like, days yeah. at a time. I
1: spent $5 on that water yeah. at the garden. I was like, fuck, I didn't want to yeah. do it. But, like, I did it. I was yeah. like, whatever, it's 5 bucks. Like, I need the water. I'm yeah. not going to go this two hours without a water. Yeah. So, for days. So... Um, there was a public water fountain. Okay. Um, but it was very limited and the lines for the fountains grew so unbearably long oh, no. that people some it led some concert goers to smash the pipe <gasps> leading up to the oh, fountain man. so that people in the middle of the line could get access to water. So it was just spraying. Wow. And I think when I think of Woodstock ninety nine, and this is what made me kind of look into it, yeah. I think of the mud pits. Yes. Remember yes. seeing the pictures of the yeah. mud pits? Yeah in addition to the fires um yeah yeah. and so i was like oh that's why i'm gonna look into this and that's what opened the whole thing Oh man so that's what that led from that wasn't like oh yay rain and mud it was like we need fucking water
0: i wonder how many people had like dehydration and heat exhaustion like did they have is this it's all coming you yeah Yeah. this
1: is what i say when i'm like it opened the wormhole so They were smashing those um, pipes to get access to water before people who could get to the fountain. And it led to all those mud pits. So famously, people were like playing in the mud. However, in addition to that, as we just discussed, (laughs) there were overflowing toilets and porta potties and people couldn't use them. People were just pissing and shitting wherever they could. Yeah, because there were no toilets. So right out, right Whoa, from the get go,
0: so much pink eye. Oh, and cholera and I, yeah, and E. coli, right? Yeah, but maybe if you could take <laughs> some sheep, you could trade them for yeah. Yeah, that's why
1: something. you need the clone machine oh my and God. the sheep. Oh. So I'm going to give some stray observations from this, just little I- highlights <laughs> that I pulled out from all of these articles. Yeah. So. Woodstock '99 sucked for a lot of reasons. Here are a few, like light reasons, yeah, yeah. to start with. Apparently, every time a woman, any woman, a performer, uh, an MC, like introducing the next show, yeah. like Cheryl Crow, anyone appeared on stage, there were constant and repeated group chants of "Show us your tits." Wow. To the point that, like, and additionally. The Woodstock '99 website at the time, which was the first website ever, I'm guessing. Did they have websites websites? then? They were just posting pictures of the women taking their tops off. Wait, so they
0: but they did it? They were doing it?
1: They were. Oh, no, no, no. So women in the crowd oh, were like constant. Like, wait, what? No, what? no, no, no. Yeah. What Cheryl Crow's it? like, All fine, right. oh, fine. You worry You got me. Like, no. No. So like, it wasn't just. So okay. when I say anytime a woman appeared on stage <laughs> Anywhere, in the crowd, in anyone's people were sight. just constantly screaming, show us your tits. Is,
0: was it like funny back then? It's like. Yeah. it's like the Freebird thing i assume at some point that was funny or yeah entertaining, and now and it's now not it's like
1: but it's going to be again because now it's not funny anymore so no, at some it'll, point it'll someone's gonna say it and someone's gonna go oh <laughs> yeah i remember yeah. that oh, God. yeah i think people so stupid. did it and so no not the women on stage yeah, yeah, okay. um gotcha. rosie perez apparently presented one of the artists and they were screaming it at her and she screamed something <laughs> back and she yeah. said blockbuster 399 do the right thing <laughs> rent it like everyone was just yeah. screaming show your tits and women were and they were posting them on <gasps> the website which I what? think they later got like sued for or got a cease and desist because you can't like do that without consent yeah. but it was the early, the early stages internet. of the yeah. internet yeah. Who, who knows right like, it was a free-for-all yeah Even oh worse God. Than it is
0: I mean it yeah. still is but, yeah yeah yeah
1: um so that was one uh, little tit bit <laughs> the lineup was considered to be like a master class in poor lineup uh <laughs> managing because like uh. on one stage it would be this this one day the stage had a lineup of counting crows Alanis Morissette and Dave Matthews band right before Limp Bizkit oh. so they didn't like yeah. you know given that 90s roster mm-hmm. like an appropriate thing after that might have been like you know, uh, probably not live. I'm trying to think of like, yeah, probably like yeah. another like easy rock, yeah. you know, kind of like 90s rock kind of band. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh. wow. Yeah. Even Bush would have been better. Yeah.
0: Better than, yeah, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> so
1: also Whoa. at one point, apparently a truck accidentally drove through the crowd <laughs> during <laughs> Fat Boy Slim's performance for no apparent reason. Just okay. How do you accidentally drive a truck through a crowd of 100,000 people?
0: Yeah. Like. Well, I guess there was no GPS back then. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was like,
1: this is the way to sorry, go. Sorry,
0: sorry, everyone. It's a tarmac.
1: It's right. you are all on <sighs> the wrong of way.
0: Yeah, but I would almost—it would almost be more forgivable for a plane to drive. <laughs>
1: truck it's also <laughs> like, almost more forgivable if there is gps and like in a michael scott twist he's like nope the gps <laughs> is saying go straight
0: i have to listen to it so they
1: had to stop the set apparently Man. and but, like yeah. get the truck to i mean was that guy on oh, lsd yeah. and beans yeah. which apparently <laughs> was the only thing you could buy
0: then I guess. yes yes um <laughs> for 18.99
1: so the set had to be stopped they had to get the truck out of there and they like couldn't start the set again like it was such Ugh. a disturbance <laughs> yeah um, there was an emerging artist stage on which I read the lineup oh, for the emerging artist did stage. Did anyone ever emerge? No. <laughs> and that's what exactly what it says, from which no one ever emerged except oh. for Muse. Oh, okay. Muse was on it. So John Entwistle of The Who was also on the Emerging Artist stage wow. for some reason. Yeah, yeah. that's why they say like masterclass and who yeah. did this. Yeah. Um Wow. Yeah, so he was on that stage. Um, and in a little light twist, Creed also performed. <laughs> and apparently they brought out The Doors guitarist for a horrible rendition of Roadhouse Blues, which everyone hated. Oh, yeah. It was considered like a low moment of performance. Wow. Creed was also voted the worst band of the 90s, apparently, um, by Rolling Stone.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, readers. I think I'd have to, th- I mean, they're definitely down there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. um in a weird twist the doors did not even play at the original Woodstock because there was a <laughs> lot weird. of like throwbacks to the original yeah. Woodstock at this sure. Woodstock like Wyclef Jean tried to recreate Jimi Hendrix set and no. like kind of weird stuff no. so yeah no one really knows why that happened all right now we're gonna get into the violence oh so God. We're in it okay. We're a couple days in There's right. virtually no water There's no food Everyone's been rolling in their own And <laughs> others shit Yeah, Living off of LSD and beans no. And probably ecstasy
0: uh, Yep Going the to the rave, rave tent, tent. Yep. So you're
1: up all night um, No one yeah. has any money The first instance of violence and mayhem may have been set off on the Friday night ICP show, which if you don't know who the Insane Clown Posse is, this sounds about right. Yeah. Do I even need to say anything else aside from Insane Clown Posse? No. When members of the band started throwing $100 bills into the crowd and, quote, watching gleefully as a melee ensued. Wow. Wow. As they knew so people didn't have money for water and food right. so they were like we're gonna throw money at them yeah and it got violent so people were like charging and stuff then during the kid rock set so this is july 24th this is saturday kid rock encouraged the concert goers to hurl their empty water bottles at the stage what? arguably in protest against the high water pricing which why would you get rid of your water bottle
0: right keep it and why and I, fill it with water it's interesting i usually artists aren't like throw shit at me Yes. Yeah! like <laughs> i don't know
1: unless you have one it's of weird. those cages like they have in those deep dirty south bars where you get like a cage in front of the stage <laughs> yeah. so when they throw <laughs> yeah i don't think they had one of no, those they certainly not. didn't so fans were already angry and hungry and dirty and all doped Ugh. up on beans and human shit Man. at this point so The Limp biscuit set is where everything probably really went off, like for the worst. So violence broke out. So that was the July 24th. So there were, um, very sadly, and I won't get into this because it's a real fucking bummer. You can look it up if you want to look it up. Numerous sexual assaults, lack of food, excessive lines for water. So everyone's distressed. And there were violent outbursts. So fans actually started physically destroying the stage and tearing out planks of wood during the Limp Biscuit set. So yeah, there were already some fires going on and people were s- destroying stuff and they were just really mad. So there was a little bit of a disagreement on whether or not Limp Biscuit contributed to the anger and destruction and what started to happen next. Because apparently at one point, when they were tearing out the planks of wood and he saw the crowd like raging and stuff, Fred, Fred Durst tried to calm the crowd. And he said, this is a quote. Don't let anybody get hurt, but I don't think you should mellow out. That's what Alanis Morissette had you motherfuckers do. If someone falls, pick them up. So it's kind of like, I don't know. People say he did incite them and people say he didn't. And then at one point during the Limp Bizkit performance, um, an MC had to come out and they had to stop. And he had to say, and this, person had to come out and he said quote please there are people hurt out there they're your brothers and sisters they are under the towers please help the medical team get them out of there we can't continue the show until we get these dear people out of there we have a really serious situation out there so stuff was starting to get bad people were getting hurt and this mc had to come out and like stop they had to keep stopping performances because people were hurting each other so badly so Arguably, Fred Durst did contribute. Maybe he didn't. However, after this point, Durst also encouraged the crowd to break stuff during the song. You guessed it. Break Break stuff. stuff. (laughs) So (laughs) at this point... He just encouraged the crowd to become totally violent and angry, and this is where it really popped off. So by the time the Red Hot Chili uh, Chili Peppers performed the following night, so that's the Sunday, Mm -hmm. violence and mayhem just reached its peak, and a group promoting gun safety had distributed candles, which were intended to be used... Yeah, during a candlelight vigil. However, instead, concert goers decided to light them and use them to start bonfires. And using the various discarded water bottles like a poor man's Molotov cocktail uh-huh. as bombs to ignite them. And by the end of the chili pepper set, fire was on both stages. So oh, yeah. both the main stages were mm-hmm. on fire at mm-hmm. this point. So the crowd was notified by, of wow. the fire at the end of the Chili Peppers set, and the fire department had to come and put out an audio tower that was on fire. Wow. Like, the stage was on fire. Oh, my God. So the Chili Peppers came out, and they did not an encore. And there's also, like, a debate about if they kind of intentionally did a mocking. They did um, a version of Jimi Hendrix's fire. Okay. And people say that it was, like, tongue-in-cheek, but yeah. they said it wasn't. They said it was planned, so. Huh. I don't want to speak for Anthony Ketis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so many large, I mean, I do, but not right now. Not on this. Not on like, care. I'll speak for him on, you know, issues related to public education in California. <laughs> Many large high bonfires were burning before the band left the stage for the last time, and participants danced in circles around the fires looking for more fuel some tore off panels of plywood from the supposedly inviolable i copied and pasted that so i don't know what that says so someone fucking correct me on that (laughs) but the the perimeter that they had put up to prevent people from getting out so they were tearing it apart and using it to fuel the fires i mean these people are mad so atms were tipped over and broken into and trailers full of merchandise and equipment were forced opened and burglarized so at this point people were just tearing apart the vendor stands just robbing them looting them at like by the end it was just a fucking free-for-all yep Uh, The abandoned vendor booths were all turned over and set on fire as well. Of course. Do you ever see the images of like Woodstock 99 and it's like on fire? Yeah. Everyone was on fire. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you eat nothing but LSD and beans for four days, everyone. This is the Jim Morrison effect. (laughs) Yes. So MTV was there covering the whole thing. And by the end, by the last day, MTV evacuated everyone. But Kurt Loader stayed and he reported on it saying, quote, it was dangerous to be around. The whole scene was scary. There were just waves of hatred bouncing around the place it was clear we had to get out of there it was like a concentration camp to get in you get frisked to make sure you're not bringing in any water or food that would prevent you from buying from their outrageously priced booths you wallow around in garbage and human waste there was a palpable mood of anger i mean that sounds about right i'd be pretty mad it
0: sounds terrible but also like no one is forcing you to stay there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
1: but so the other part of this too was people paid, so the tickets for this were $180, yeah. which at the time were like
0: okay. unheard yeah.
1: of. It was exorbitant. Now I, it's like, that's which in. Like
0: 250 bucks or something. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, but yeah. can
1: you imagine paying 250 bucks to go to Coachella? That would be like nothing
0: now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So,
1: like at the time, it was exorbitant. So people didn't <coughs> want to leave because yeah. also it was supposed to be like the event of a lifetime yeah, and yeah. all this shit um so they finally had to bring in um the riot police Mm -hmm. and the riot police basically came out and they formed a wall and they pushed against like the um concert goers Mm -hmm. and there was pretty much no resistance like no one fought them they all just dispersed and they all went to the main gates and like everyone left i think it very unceremoniously ended most people just like ran out the gates yeah So, the damage. Multiple Uh, sexual assaults were reported very sadly. Lots of people trampled. Approximately uh, 12 trailers, a small bus, a number of booths, and portable toilets were burned. uh, (laughs) One concert goer did die. Wow. Um, So, he got sucked into a mosh pit, and he was sent to the hospital where his body temperature was listed at 107 degrees Fahrenheit. And the hospital listed his cause of death as hypothermia, right? So, hypo Uh, is the... cold Cold. one okay that's the leo one
0: yeah
1: um hypothermia please correct me if i'm wrong i don't know what that is Mm. is when it's um well over and complications due to an enlarged heart and drug use but his family later sued the festival claiming that they didn't provide enough food and water and like cooling for 400 fucking thousand people Yeah, it was bad. A bunch of people ended up suing them oh, for yeah. like damage and distress and all this stuff and negligence. Um, I don't know if they won or not. I didn't follow up on that because mm-hmm. who has the fucking time? <laughs> we're not getting paid for this podcast, people. <laughs> um, no, I went down a rabbit hole so deep. I spent Man, hours and hours and hours on this this yeah. week. Um, 44 people were arrested in total,
0: Wow, <laughs> which seems very
1: very low Whoa. to me yeah but how do you arrest i know everyone right. is setting shit on fire yeah how do you arrest right. everyone yeah
0: that's tough i want to know what those All 44 people yeah were just lined up it was just
1: a patty <laughs> commuter train
0: <laughs> a, a plane get on landed on the tarmac and just scooped everyone up
1: an Airbus. wow wow um, I want to know what those 44 people got arrested for because it had to have been bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's
1: true. <laughs> uh, our friends wow. rage against the machine were yeah. solicited for their opinion. So everyone was all over everyone yeah. for their opinion of after course. this because it was such a big thing. Tom Morello was quoted as saying, hey, man, leave the kids alone. I've had mm-hmm. enough of the frenzied demonization of young people surrounding Woodstock 99. Mm-hmm. Yes, Woodstock was filled with predators, the degenerate idiots, degenerate idiots who assaulted those women, the greedy promoters who wrung every cent out of thirsty concertgoers, and last but not least, the predator media that turned a blind eye to real violence and scapegoated the quarter of a million music fans at Woodstock '99, the vast majority of whom had the time of their lives. Wow, I don't know about that
0: the time of their life. i've
1: never heard of anyone who came out of woodstock 99 and was like that was a good time yeah i have only heard of bad times wow so he basically he's saying like yeah shit went wrong don't blame the people who were there yeah blame the man man
0: i guess i mean i i think it's I mean, there's both. Equal right? blame. It's both. Yep. Yeah. I mean. Lots
1: of people are I mean. put in bad conditions and don't do stupid fucking shit. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's
0: exactly so, right. So,
1: like I said, the San Francisco Examiner was one of the main like yeah. uh, news outlets to report on this. Mm-hmm. And journalist uh, Jane, I hope I say her name right, Ganal, cast doubt on the ability to promote another high-profile Woodstock concert and described the event as the day the music died. Wow. But despite that, there was another Woodstock held in 2009. And I think it went well. I Looking it up, it was it seemed safe it seemed it, yeah. like it had good reviews good so no one got set on fire <laughs> like yeah well i think yeah. in 99 they probably just were like well let's do this again but what if we make a ton of money off of it this yeah. time yeah. and yeah i think they learned from it so they did have another woodstock it went well people liked it i didn't hear of any um humanitarian disasters yeah. And also, despite this, someone still attempted the Fire Festival in 2018. That's right. So, right? Yes. Oh, our co host is leaving now. <laughs> That's going to be on That's there. That's great.
0: <laughs> so,
1: that is the story of Woodstock wow. 99. I know it's a long one. There's it's a so, masterpiece. so much more than I even realized yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well done. Oof. Yeah. That was a lot.
1: Don't go to the fire festival, everyone. Man, <laughs> he wants the toy.
0: <laughs> now you're his toy friend, Ashley. <laughs> yeah. What are you listening to this week, man? So I don't. I think um, your whole bringing us back to the nineties. Nineties. I yeah. love the nineties. It um it reminded me of a, a band that I started to listen to in the nineties, and though many people probably think that they kind of died in the not literally died but the their music kind of went by the wayside and the maybe early 2000s Hanson yes oh my god <laughs> they're but still they got better they're still very much around I'm sorry no the, I didn't mean to say like they
1: weren't good no in the but 90s. yeah
0: they um yeah so I was like a huge Hanson fan when I was you know a teeny bopper and all that and like I like the boy bands and stuff like sure, fine. I stand by it but I was like I was way more into Hanson and I think like uh, you know I was into music I was a musician back then and and I think I was born a musician that, I came out of the right? room with a
1: trombone. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is very mad at me
0: thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I love the fact that they played their own instruments and like they wrote their songs. And I kind of I stayed with them through the years. And yeah, they're all I mean, they're all married now with families. Fuck. I know. Yeah. And there was my plan. Yeah. <laughs> but they're yeah they're still they're still really good they're great good. and they're coming around in a uh the end of the year so I think i I have a a friend of mine who uh is still on the the train with me the Hanson train <laughs> and um we the go commuter s- paddy wagon train <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, luckily no um but yeah we still go to see them and nice. enjoy their music they've put out lots of really cool stuff so if you don't know anything but like Mbop, then go back and listen to some of their more <laughs> recent also, stuff. But also Mbop is okay. I mm-hmm. mean, it's yeah. a pretty legit song. It yeah. is a banger. It's pretty good. It's, it's on Alan Stone's uh, karaoke extravaganza playlist. Nobody sang it at the show that I was at, but was Hook
1: there. by um, Blues Traveler uh, on
0: there? I, Runaround is, um, but I I'd don't know Hook. Hook because it has all that that crazy like fast section. White the, man, yeah,
1: harmonica rap.
0: Yes. With the harmonica vest yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so Hanson has been my recommendation for a long time and maybe someday I'll tell the story of my first Hanson concert yes
1: yeah yeah we should tell the stories of our first concerts I guess I just did (laughs) yeah it was Woodstock 99
0: well well, Ricky right (laughs) Ricky Martin yeah um yeah what are you listening to so
1: I'm gonna do an old just old goody for me which is Led Zeppelin. Nice. I've been listening to a lot um, for my 18th birthday so I've been listening to Led Zeppelin my whole life obviously. Yeah. And I have this memory of being in the car with my mom and hearing Fool in the Rain um maybe not for the first time I was very young very I I don't remember how old I was I remember being my mom's Subaru and that doesn't mean anything to anyone (laughs) you don't
0: it was a Subaru you don't have the
1: chronology of (laughs) my mom's vehicle history um and I said who is this and she was like it's Led Zeppelin Uh we often listen to Led Zeppelin in the house, but mm. um, we mostly listen to like Houses of the Holy was a pretty big one. Yeah. So I remember hearing that and be- just having my mind blown. Mm. Um, so on my 18th birthday, my mom actually got me the Led Zeppelin box set wow. for my birthday, which in yeah year redacted yeah. <laughs> um, was a big deal. Yeah. It was, you know, you had to go out and find it. Yes. Not every place would have carried yeah. it. Led Zeppelin wasn't really in vogue at the time. Sure they had had their thing um so in the fall in november i had i love to listen to led zeppelin because it reminds me of getting that box set and i had like my first car and i had the cd player and i would just listen to it top to bottom over and over and Mm -hmm. over again wow so yeah, I highly Very recommend cool. going, giving that box set a run. It's all on Spotify now. Everyone can have
0: it. We all have it in the palm of our hand. Your mom doesn't
1: have to go to <laughs> four Sam goodies. Yeah, right? <laughs> For real. And the wall to try to find it.
0: Man. Yeah. Cool. I all right. It. Well, you know what we always say, Terry.
1: What do we say? What do
0: we say? If you liked what you heard, <laughs> tell a friend. And if you didn't like it, tell an enemy. Bye. Bye. Keep going. gang. <laughs> also, bye.
1: Geek Tails.
0: Ugh. Ugh.